When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hello. This is Adam from all the podcasts. Just checking in to make sure you know the Unpops Backyard Comedy and Food Party is almost here. Come join us on July 6th in Chet Wild's backyard for a day of merriment, including a musical performance from Countless Thousands, new metal trivia from Andy Sell and Travis Clark of Heart Shaped Pod fame, a live episode of Unpopular Opinion with me, Randall, Chet, and Jen Scott. That will be our 300th episode. How about that? And then at the end of the night, live comedy from the likes of me again, Chet again, and Maggie May, Carrie Martin, Vanessa Gritton, Hannah Michaels, and so, so many more. Tickets are $25, and they include food and drinks. We're even going to feed you. Get yours now at unpopsfoodparty.eventbrite.com. We cannot wait to see you there. Thanks. We love you. Enjoy the show. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly-ish column for Medium.com, also called Unpopular Opinion. I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I come on this show to defend those opinions. God damn it. Joining me today. He is one of the co-hosts of the fantastic podcast, Goods from the Woods. I said that exact damn thing last week because he was also on the show last week. And now he's here again this week. Imagine that. Ladies and gentlemen, Rivers Langley. Also joining me. He is the host of a podcast called Raging Joy that I swear I'll be on soon. I'm, I'm trying to find time. I promise I'll get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Barnes. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, there is no co-host. The best co-host of all, just myself. But I do have guests. Rivers Langley joining us for the second week in a goddamn row. What if I just didn't talk so people thought you didn't have guests? You were just talking to yourself? <laughs> that would be funny. And I think last week was Ethan Stanislavski's second week in a row, and I made no mention of that. Oh, mm. yeah, well, hey, I, I feel honored to be here so, two weeks in a row. Thank you for being here two weeks in a row. I, I messaged Rivers and said, I have a feeling a guest is going to cancel tomorrow. Uh-huh. And that feeling was correct. I, I, so, I aspire to be that uh, uh, well-versed in podcasting to where I can just, uh, you know, interpret uh, through either tea leaves yeah. or uh, tortoise shells or uh, a throw of the bones <laughs> whether or not a guest will cancel at the last moment. Just showed up at the right time. Mm. <laughs> also here, Eric Barnes. Hey, hello again. How is it going? Uh, it goes whether I like it or not. You were just on an episode not too long ago. That's right, with a... Uh... 
the lovely Tom Goss. The lovely and talented Tom Goss. I do a thing normally on the show where a guest will start talking and then I hit a button and cut them off. <laughs> and I did not, I forgot to do that on the last episode. Oh, well, I'm you more were than on. Happy hit to it, Brad. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. I'm an improviser. I yes and. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else to yes and this bit that's never going to die. <laughs> When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. And that's why we call this segment This Week in Me. And it's about to get pretty intense. We're not live streaming, so everyone can uh, confirm I do play this live I'm when we're not live rest. streaming. I play it on uh, two synthesizers and a drum machine. And uh, when we live stream, I have a huge camera rig in here mm. and lots of studio lights and i thought what was interesting is for that particular rendition of the song you brought in a um, former governor of arkansas mike huckabee on bass right yeah, yeah. i did want to here's why that made me the most angry <laughs> like we just finished a six episode podcast about corn called pod the life uh-huh you can check it out on the unpops patreon right now might even be a, we might have started releasing them publicly by now also but Having now, I feel like I'm sort of a corn scholar. <laughs> I feel like I have looked into the band, and the thing that made me most Summa angry, corn laude, yeah, right, yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> what made me most angry about that video is that's not what the bass sounds like in corn. Oh yeah, yeah. That clicking noise you hear in every corn song, yeah, is the bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mike Huckabee was not playing a corn song <laughs> as it would be played. What were they playing? They were playing, so weren't they playing? Blind. A, it was blind. blind. What did they call it? It was the corn song blind? Yeah. yeah. Have you not seen this? Oh, it's, it's Huckabee. No, I, I saw the photo. I refused oh. to click on it. Why? Because <laughs> I don't want to support uh, Mike Huckabee in any form. That's fair. It's just more, it, I, it, it, I, so, so he was the one well, going, ba-do, ba-do. well, no, they didn't. It was all instrumental and they, uh, but it was just, it was Mike Huckabee playing, looking like a frog in a suit playing so the, looking like, like a frog in a suit does at the beginning of pod the life i haven't uh, heard the episodes yet does somebody go time at the beginning uh no <laughs> obviously at the beginning we go are you ready <laughs> and okay. it turns out we weren't no we weren't. no it's <laughs> none of us were ready <laughs> it's interesting though uh, unpopular opinion right off the top corn pretty good band not bad. I went into that podcast. For one thing, we've done a Limp Biscuit podcast and a Corn podcast. Uh-huh. And I went into that entire endeavor liking Limp Biscuit a lot more than Corn yeah. musically. Uh-huh. And that has completely flipped. It's shifted. Okay. Mm. Limp Biscuit isn't a corner <laughs> of the band Corn is. Corn <laughs> uh, is the significantly better band, better people. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. That, that By was, comparison, definitely. That, well, that was the most shocking revelation of that podcast is that the individual members of Corn are all pretty all right dudes. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I actually, uh, one of the funnest parties I've ever been to, um, I was uh, at a friend's house and there's just, you know, a general party. There was some comedians and just regular interesting people. I end, out, end up outside with smokers and I start chatting with this dude who was the backstage manager of the Wiltern Theater for 15 years wow and it was the best because we spent an hour he was just a jukebox you could just name any artist and he could tell you some shit about them and uh so it's just like you know 
Like, I remember being like, uh, what about Rage Against the Machine? And he's like, oh, Zach Delarocha loves Asian girls, man. Like, just stuff like that where you're like, <laughs> I didn't need that information, but it's cool that I have it. Yeah. But then I uh, I was like, uh, who's like the, you know, who's like the nicest, who's the nicest people? And he goes, bro, people don't want to hear it. Fucking Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, I could see that they would be fun I, to hang out with. I, uh, I actually saw Fred Durst in the wild over at... Uh, <laughs> What's it called? I think it's called Chub, whatever it was across from the old Meltdown. Oh, what? It's it's like some restaurant out on Sunset. You know, he does a jazz night. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Fred, I just yeah. know him as a guy that goes to a, to a place I choose to call Chub. He does a jazz night. With his night. family to play backgammon. He does a jazz night in LA and his Instagram, all vintage station wagons. <laughs> maniac i love it yeah. yeah man the eccentric hobbies the rich it, have yeah whenever i see a vintage station wagon now i'm like is it durst hey, fred durst does that have a, re- I a I backwards t- baseball cap i want to <laughs> take a picture of it and send it to fred durst whenever i see <laughs> shit like that does he ever dent it up when he wants to break stuff <laughs> probably give me something to break how about that vintage station wagon over there he can afford yeah. it yeah yeah so anyway that was that was a little side journey we're doing a very special episode today. A very special unpopular opinion. Because we recently started accepting unpopular opinions from the listeners. All right. And boy, has it injected new life into this show. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. And I very much appreciate everyone who's sent something in so far. We can use most of them. You're just going to have to be patient. Right. Because each one ends up being like 15, 20 minutes worth of conversation. Yeah. And I have a huge backlog of them right now. But keep sending them. And this episode, because we have that big backlog, all listener opinions. There's some doozies in here. But uh we'll start off with, uh, this is just one of the weirdest ones <laughs> that we've received so far. Mm. Here it goes. Hi, I'm writing to voice my unpopular opinion. I don't like wearing shoes in my size. I've had my feet sized, and they come out to an 11 and a half, but I cannot stand having correctly sized shoes. It feels like I'm wearing condoms on my feet. As a result, I wear 12 and a half to 13s, and people think I'm a lunatic, but it feels better. Ha ha. Pretty bland, I know. But I want that name up there. I'm Connor Boyd. Okay. Con- and I, Connor, feel like, Con- I feel like we might have even briefly touched on this one before, but really? we didn't give it the how, attention it how deserves. How did you briefly touch on the yeah. weirdest thing I've yeah. ever heard? Con- <laughs> Connor, the name of the podcast is Unpopular Opinion, not Odd Preferences. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. Connor, um, if it feels good, go for it, man. Yeah, I'm not. You're not to, hurting anybody like this. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's one of those where like I don't want to tell anyone how to live their life. This is like like Eric just said, not hurting anybody, yeah. but uh, except maybe yourself. I'm sure well, there is some medical benefit to wearing shoes that fit. My, well, there's just a uh, an immediate one, and I'm wondering. I now have so we need Connor here, I guess. So yeah. Connor, come to LA so we can. Uh, Do you have weird drill you live or something? Or? I don't even. I. I I can understand that maybe if Connor does not do a lot of distance walking, then perhaps like if you're just wearing shoes, you know, from your car to the office and then you're in the right. office all day and then back, I can maybe understand. But like blisters, man, that's why you wear shoes in your sizes, because if the shit is loose well, and rubbing, right, it's going to you're going to get blisters well, maybe, on your heels. Maybe there's something that we don't know about Connor, like he triples up on socks and that's why it's uncomfortable. I feel like he would have mentioned that, though. Yeah, one would think, but yeah. you did because that's also I never weird. This would yeah. Be, yeah. 
So I, I have a pair of cowboy boots. No, I'm saying we're doubling down on the weird. He triples up on socks and thus. Yeah, can't oh, wear sure. Which, yeah. That does work. I have a pair of cowboy boots that are, that are slightly too big for me. Yeah. And I would just wear two pairs of socks if I'm wearing those boots. But yeah. also, I'm not doing an incredible amount of walking in the cowboy boots. They're no. just for, uh, you know, when I do my cowboy boots. I would things. like more irregular sizes of for shoes, for pants, for everything. Because I always find myself being on the odd end. Like, I, I used to have a 48-inch waist. And then I wasn't enough for a 46, so I would have loved a 47. And now I've trimmed down that I'm, quote unquote, in normal sizes. But even with shoes, there are times in which I was a size 13 or a size 12, and I wasn't really a 12.5. I would love a 12.75 yeah. I shoe. think some standardization uh, industry-wide when it comes to clothing sizes are in order, because I'm... Yeah. I'm like a, I wear in pants like a 38, but I'm yeah. like a old I'm Navy. A thir- I'm like an old Navy 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because they want you to feel good about your purchase. <laughs> yeah. It's like, thanks, but now I can't go to a regular store and yeah. just grab shit. Exactly. I have to guess what I am there. And I know I'm like, as a dude saying that, no one cares. Yeah, but, yeah, for but, sure. But women put up, for women. Women yeah, put yeah. up with it significantly more. Oh, I was uh, trying to get a uh, a leather a blazer to be uh, Norm McDonald's, uh, Burt Reynolds uh, for <laughs> Halloween, and uh, I ended up finding a leather blazer that was like forty five dollars, and I knew it was like pleather and shitty, but it's Halloween, so I bought it. And then it turns out that it's from China, and it was you know I, I wear like between a large and an extra large shirt this was a women's small like it was the <laughs> smallest fucking article i was like well i can't use this at all and uh, i was lodging my complaint with a female friend of mine who was like yeah that's that's every welcome day. to that's, our lives that's every yeah. day that i'm trying to find clothing i'm like oh okay yeah okay now i get it well that's the other thing too like i you know like you adam like i i've trimmed down and i'm like at a 38 and whatever and i have similar things but my problem is i have a longer torso than most and not everyone i've noticed this xlts long oh you've noticed beautiful torso you on have, you have. Yes, yes yes thank you some have called i wasn't l- luxuriant i wasn't fishing but i like what i caught thank you rivers <laughs> um but it, but it makes it difficult because I can technically wear an XL shirt if it was longer, but I end up buying three XL shirts because it's just the length makes it better. You need those, better uh, those right. you need those, uh, uh, those tall tees that have like, you know, the airbrushes of Tupac and stuff on the front. Yeah, therein lies the problem. I don't <laughs> want the airbrushing on them. Oh, but it's so mm. cool. I saw a guy uh, who's hosting a karaoke night in uh, Cambria, California wearing one of those long tees. Except instead of what if I have to go to a formal event, Rivers? We'll get one wh- where they spray on the tuxedo on the front. Get a long tee tuxedo. Do they shirt. all have to be custom? Like or that they just yes. airbrush in a V-neck pattern? Why yeah. is it always airbrushed? But, so you can wear something over want, it and hide the airbrush. I'm not from if ni- you must. Well, I'm not from 1992. I don't want airbrushed. Everything. What you don't want a dolphin jumping over a rainbow and a Confederate flag? No, I am not. <laughs> you don't want a pair well. of overalls that say "Yo" on the leg. <laughs> Uh, no, and I don't want uh, gangsta-looking Looney Tunes on my shirts. Well, either. that's what I was gonna say. Usually, it's like either it's either like the the, the Tupac, the Biggie, the Looney Tunes. Uh-huh. I saw a guy hosting karaoke in Cambridge, California. The cast of the Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> and this is in 2019. This was 2013. I have a T-shirt. Still. It's not airbrushed, but I bought it at a gas station in Northern California, and it is Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Oh, covered in tats. In a bikini. Uh huh. Covered in tats. Holding a soccer ball with a Mexican flag behind her. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and I had to buy that shirt. <laughs> yes, you, mil- yes, you had. And to. one of the one of the tragedies of my professional career, 
I worked for Playboy for a while, and at one point I went down to Venice Beach and did a bunch of like man on the street videos. Yeah. And one of the videos I did that never aired because I left before we could get around to doing it, like editing it and whatnot. I just went up to people on Venice Beach and was like, "Hey, can I ask you a quick question?" And I just opened my shirt, my jacket, and was like, "What do you think of this shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> and it will never air, oh, sadly enough. That's fucking perfect. People had some opinions. Somewhere in the vault of the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. ATB ripping a shirt off to people. I don't appreciate Ms. Monroe co-opting Mexican culture. <laughs> I just love that that shirt. <laughs> there's like a million things happening on that shirt. It's yeah. uh, There was also one of her wearing nothing but a San Francisco 49ers jersey. Like she was wearing a dude's <laughs> jersey after they had sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And leg full of tats. And it was, what were the tattoos? I think it, I shit you not. I believe it was a Kaepernick jersey. <laughs> Why didn't I buy There's that? So shirt? much there happening there. What the? <laughs> Why didn't I buy that shirt? God damn it! But none of that means you should wear shoes that are too big. Yeah, no. yeah. Back to the original subject, uh, Connor. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? What's going on? Again, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion because it's so. It's just what he likes so yeah and it doesn't hurt anybody fuck it live you your know. life man if you end up with fucked up feet because you're re- wearing the wrong shoes that's on you yeah that's what i'm wondering is just like connor's blister situation because you know you can get some hot spots when you're wearing loose shoes yeah. that's why you, when you wear hiking boots you got to tighten them up real tight tighten up real tight yeah. put on that uh those those um kind of like bandages or whatever yeah moleskin yeah there you moleskin. go that's yeah. what we're talking about big advocate for moleskin mm-hmm. take care of your feet connor yeah we're all just worried about you that's all <laughs> yeah. yeah compression socks all that stuff all right next opinion uh we're getting this is a little more controversial okay right. i would argue the uh here we go i wear hats that are too big <laughs> <laughs> i wear bracelets that are too small <laughs> close Unpopular opinion. I don't much care for endangered animals. I'd rather we not just go out shooting tigers and wolves, etc., just to mount their heads on a wall. But in terms of humans expanding and needing more space, resources, I'm not going to weep over some fucking bird species that can't adapt their nesting habits. Certain animals' inability to adapt is, to me, natural selection. I want to live comfortably in a modern world and if that means some salamander species dies out, oh well. Sincerely, C. What do we think of that? I can understand that point, and I kind of agree to an extent. But the major issue is is that the reason why, uh, at least on a global scale, why you should protect endanger- certain endangered animals is because of that particular environment's ecosystem food chain yeah the food chain if this particular tiger dies then there's more wildebeest which that means there's less grass which means there's yada yada it always spills over onto the next thing uh not getting regular regularly culled for food or just population it's it's the problem of population so you're saying with each individual person there is an unseen force that binds us uh (laughs) it's all around us and uh each, the force each is move, yeah, yeah. Yes, each there's movement. a there's a what I like to call a life circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's right. And it moves us all. It moves us all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. I, yeah. That's that's exactly where I would go with that. Is like you're yes. Uh, you know, an individual species of salamander might not matter, but but uh, the bugs that but, it will leave behind, right? Will. Or the birds that eat the salamander, right? Might, you know what I mean? Like it's uh, every everything goes up and down in the chain, and it it eventually will affect humans but there but there are certain like if you can isolate 
your argument, like certain species, like pandas, fuck them. They're not, we're doing <laughs> everything in their power to help them yeah. still exist. And they're refusing. So, and the only thing, what's, uh, and if they die, oh no, more bamboo. We have we to can means take care test of pandas. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And, uh, and other species like, you know, get, get rid of mosquitoes. They serve no benefit. They give humans malaria. Done. Oh, they feed. Well, the, they feed a lot of uh, 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 spiders and and uh, uh, possums and things. Well, that yeah. good to know. Flies exist. And the other- mosquitoes <laughs> thing leads me to an example where, in cases like this, I do kind of agree with C, which must mean coward. Put your real name. <laughs> why don't you? But I'm just joking. You're not a coward. Thank you for sending in your <laughs> fucking unpopular opinion. You're a cherub. Yes. Yeah. He is for cherub. Yes. That's good enough for me. You are a champion. Uh, <laughs> the peregrine falcon is the reason we stopped using DDT. And DDT basically eliminated malaria. And there are there are people who will argue, no, we stopped using it because the mosquitoes got used to it and they developed like that. The if you go back and look throughout history, the reason we stopped using DDT is Silent, the, Silent Spring. Right. Book, Silent yeah. Spring, mm-hmm. yeah. which is junk science. It's all based on fucking nonsense, which that part alone is a problem. But also, even if it wasn't junk science, unless there is some ecological reason why the peregrine falcon needs to survive, fuck that falcon if we're talking eliminating malaria yeah malaria at that time was killing millions of people it still does per year it still does when we started using ddt the following year in the area where ddt was being used there were like six malaria deaths so even if the mosquitoes were adapting to that in some way the argument would be well we keep adapting ddt to fight them and then we're good but no, the argument became, well, DDT's killing these falcons. And it probably wasn't. Well, but even it was, if it was, well, fuck them. Well, was- fortunately, in this case, from what I understand, uh, and this is based off of a podcast I listened to a long time ago, there is some science movement that is taking uh, and genetically modifying certain mosquitoes in order for them to, when they breed, cause other mosquitoes to become sterile and thus cut down right, populations in order to you know, control the, the spread of malaria, which, you know, it could resolve itself, but that'll take a while. Right. One of my favorite, I, I bring this up all the time on various podcasts, just one of my favorite moments in history that I wish I had been on hand to see during a TED talk, Bill Gates just threw a jar of mosquitoes right. into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and his argument was, if poor people should have to deal with this, you should too. And this they, is the type of eccentric billionaire millionaire that I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kind of shenanigans where it's like, oh, he wouldn't get away with that if he wasn't white and rich. That's fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Someone's got to throw point. mosquitoes at other rich people. Yeah. <laughs> Why not make it Bill Gates? <laughs> Why not make it Bill Gates? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, with endangered animals, I think it's I do think a case where our anger gets a little unwarranted is when you see pictures of some rich dude who has gone to Africa and just killed a, like a, a wild animal. Yeah. Now, yeah. even this has some degrees. There was Cecil, the lion, which yeah. was like this fucking 
legend of the jungle yeah. that someone killed unlawfully. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But also a lot of those areas where people go to hunt those animals, that conservation or refuge sells that license yeah, it's a tag so they can kill that animal because that's how they make enough money to keep operating. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not always such a cut and dry thing where, oh, that bloodthirsty monster just wanted to go kill a wild animal. No, that conservation might need them, need someone yeah, no. to kill an animal. Well, there's also, it's the same premise as having deer season and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to trim the population down. So I think the uproar over that gets a little blown out of proportion. Well, we also, because it is simplistic and because it's easy, love to do every issue as all or nothing. Whereas with something right. like this, it's a animal by animal, species by species, case by case basis in terms of whether it's valid to, you know, hey, we should probably protect this this animal a little bit more than, let's say, again, pandas are cute they are fantastic. We're spending a lot of money as a globe in order to keep this species alive that isn't fucking and that all they do is eat bamboo. To my knowledge, all they do is eat bamboo and shit. So I'm sorry if they go. We're, we're fighting against a species that doesn't want to exist any longer. I, I think I'm really starting to understand on a fundamental level why you know like old hippies are very uh you know they get you get to a certain age and you're just like super all about all about the environment and stuff like that mm -hmm. because as i lose my faith in humanity the more i'm like no we deserve to die <laughs> as a species <laughs> i'm actually you know i i hear this argument but i'm also like we're not that good like we haven't done that that much <laughs> you know well here's a flip side of this opinion I'm going to get a lot of shit about my panda comments, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll, Assuredly. I'll deflect some of that right now. Because here's the the kind of the flip side of the endangered animals argument that I don't think – I don't think – I don't want to – I'm not saying this is my opinion. Yeah. But I could see someone writing in and being of the opinion that on the other side of endangered animals, do we spend too much time protecting cats and dogs? <laughs> yeah well because a lot of time and resources goes into that yeah i would argue more time and resources than goes into helping homeless people yeah yes yeah. oh definitely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, so definitely definitely i, I that's mostly because it's easier to deal with dogs and cats than it is with humans <laughs> right On it's great giant fundamental right. levels and that's you know that's always the argument is well dogs and cats are great though and they are but no, that's not my Homeless. argument. <laughs> Homelessness isn't, and yeah. and they're like it's not. It's not like those two things are related at all. But Something I could to think about. I could see someone making that argument that maybe we spend too much time protecting cats and dogs. And that said, the lengths I've gone to to keep this dog that I have. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's a sweet little thing. I want best. all that she's entered the into <laughs> the official record yeah. before you tweet at me about asking that question. But yeah. I think it's an argument people could make. Also, I'm not going to make it right now because good puppies and kitties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is only uh, tangentially related, but it is funny. Uh, there was last summer a rat got loose in my next door neighbor's house and they had trapped it in a room. And my other next door neighbors, uh, also comics, have a cat named Bomb Bomb. And, and there's a cat, there's a rat stuck in the room. They don't know how to get it out. And I'm just like, 
And so I, you know, send go, bomb bomb. I go into the group chat and I was like, just get bomb bomb and put him in the room. And legitimately, someone and I will not say who it is was like, don't don't you think the cat could get hurt? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's why we have cats. Literally, the reason cats were domesticated was when we became an agricultural society and we had wheat storage. Yeah. The cats were domesticated to kill rats. Yeah. In the hundreds of thousands, yay, rat millions of, all, of years. All pets, all domesticated animals were, uh, were around so they could be tools <laughs> of, of our bidding. Yeah. yeah. But it was the funniest my, shit. Even my dog would be psyched if you put her in the room with a rat. It yeah. was the funniest shit. People, somebody actually was like, what if the cat gets hurt? I'm like, Bomb Bomb <laughs> will turn into a killing machine and will take out the rat because yeah. it's literally what they're meant Bomb to do. Bomb Bomb will think he had been very good that day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and did yeah. something to deserve And they didn't. Treat. We ended up like having to, like, we ran the rat. We opened a window and had to, like, run it out. And it, the rat jumped out the fucking window. <laughs> and then Bomb Bomb probably killed it when it landed. Yeah. 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 So God. anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's what cats are for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and even today, you know, you could even argue that uh, dogs and cats, even though they're not used as blatantly as tools as they once were, they are considered uh, tools for us emotionally speaking. Yeah. I mean, fucking out out here in, in Los Angeles, how many, how many people do we know? have dogs and cats as surrogate children. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I would actually argue dogs are still being used for their original purpose, which is to wake you up if there's a fucking intruder yeah. of some kind. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would, uh, to counter... Some of them. <laughs> some of them, yeah. Uh, Shih Tzu's not so much. Well, they'll wake you up. They'll bark a lot, you know. I think you, you originally domesticated those big wolves to, like, fight off well, saber-toothed yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, even a Shih Tzu will, will yap a bunch if somebody's creeping around your outside. To counter... The question I just asked, do we spend too much time protecting cats and dogs? I, I think the counter argument to what I just asked, do we spend too much time protecting cats and dogs, is we contribute probably the most to the overpopulation of cats and dogs. Oh, yeah. More yeah. than anything else. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Have your pets spaded or neutered. There's <laughs> yeah. a reason why it's a campaign. Bob Barker said it best. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a documentary. Has anyone seen the Bob Barker documentary? I have not. And, I didn't know there was one. Uh, it's, it's, well, no, it's actually about uh, a guy who gamed The Price is Right. Uh, okay. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. I haven't one. seen it yet, but I want to. And Bob Barker talks about Drew Carey in that and meeting Drew Carey for the first time after Drew Carey was named as uh-huh. his replacement and how he wasn't sure if he was going to ask Drew Carey to keep doing the have your pets spayed or neutered thing. Yeah. And he said the first thing Drew Carey said to him when he shook his hand was, oh, I intend to keep doing the have your dogs or spayed have your pets spayed or neutered I will thing. carry on the legacy. Yeah. So that was nice. cool. Yeah. Good guy, Jim Carrey. Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> <Jim Carrey. laughs> <Jim Carrey. laughs> Not so much, but yeah. Drew Carey seems fine. Inspiring yeah. on a different level. Yeah. Sure. So should we get to this next one? Go for it. This is... uh this is pretty heavy. Mr. Brown. <laughs> How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? When someone recites a scientific fact, climate change, the Big Bang Theory, etc., ask them what specific study or statistic convinced them, who performed it, or when or how and why they believe it. Most people cannot answer that. They believe in science because their friends do or people they admire do. And that is what they see in the media they consume. Essentially, they are taking science on faith. Furthermore, 
Some will try to convince other people to believe in science, proselytizing, and will become angry if someone challenges their belief in science. In short, many people today treat science as a religion by having unquestioning faith, witnessing to others, and having an emotional attachment to their viewpoint. These scientific theories are not necessarily wrong, but most people don't want to investigate either way. Gray Wolf. So his argument is that science hey, is speak for yourself, man. I religion. sit around a campfire and I throw magic dust in the campfire. <laughs> and if the magic dust turns green, it's going to be a good harvest season. It works every time. I squeeze a goat's balls. And depending on the sounds he makes, I can understand and ascertain when is going to be the perfect time to harvest wheat. Explain that. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? I, I don't know. Who is this character, Rivers? Uh, he's an ancient medicine man. <laughs> With a southern drawl. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ancient medicine man ancient from, from the Civil War. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> My dearest Dolores. Just got, <laughs> just got back Me from... Me and the other Civil War necromancers <laughs> I just, are battling on Gettysburg. You boil six chicken feet, the so South will rise again. <laughs> I just got back from doing sorcery at the Battle of Chickamauga. <laughs> So what do we think of the idea that science is a religion? Uh, I, I, I agree with his sentiment. I don't know if I agree with his overall statement that science is a religion. I, I do think that it's important, like you speak with religious people, it's like, oh, okay, you think God says this in Christianity? Show your work. Like, cite things in the Bible and all that. Much like in science, it's like, oh, you believe this? Well, cite your sources. Like you were saying with the uh, with the with the mosquito with DDT, it was proved to be junk science. So it's more of I think the issue is is that we stop reading as soon as we're like, nope, it's proven because science says so. Well, the process of science is to search for truth, and that search is fucking never ending, and it requires multiple experimentation. We can just we can just yeah. prove of what we have currently found. Yeah. Well, what people don't take into consideration with experimentation and science in general is that it's it's more than just a search for truth it's a quest to prove people wrong constantly yeah because unlike religion which you yes and you know you're like yes god did make the world in six days and you know there shouldn't be uh, gay people or whatever well there's uh, <laughs> right it's the there's opposite different, well there's different yes ands and there's also disagreements among that there's some people right. like well god that's a metaphor and people right. are like well that's not but science is the right. opposite it's but, no exactly. but it's yeah. taking uh okay so this is this is what is observable this is what is provable and this is what i have mm -hmm. gathered from this and literally every person in the scientific community responds to that typically by being like are you sure and then trying to disprove you. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like any scientific advancement that's made is made because people came to an agreement that like, well, we've wh we've whittled this down to a point where we can't anymore. So yes. therefore, this must be proven. So what what the, the person who wrote in is trying to say is like, you know, people take it on faith that, you know, whatever, the well, gra gravity what is going to continue yeah. to exist or what have you. Uh, well, within our lifetimes, Pluto was a planet. And now it's not. You know, whereas yeah, that can't yeah. happen with which, religion, which, yeah, which part. can't happen with religion, but, but happened because, and this is where he's, he's saying like, not everybody has these arguments in the gun and they can't tell you why Pluto is not a planet anymore. No, I, but I read the fucking article and it's because if you designate Pluto as a planet, you have to take into consideration the entire Kuiper belt and include about a hundred other dwarf planets. So it's easier to get rid of Pluto and say that Uranus is the final planet in the solar system than it would be to bring in a shitload more and make things more. Well, 
well, that's, using. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. That's Re- the thing. Regardless, you're, you're able to. Well, to no, no, it. no, right. not even that. Like, not even you're able to read it. The difference in the argument he's making where people are taking science on blind faith and bringing up stuff like the Big Bang Theory. We know the sources exist. Yeah. Right. Even if you don't know the name of it and haven't read it, it's I know Google. the Big Bang Theory didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. Like that was yeah. a thing science put a lot of work into figuring out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll never get that with religion. That's the whole point. It's yeah. a faith-based thing. Right. There's very little physical evidence for a lot of the things that are in the Bible. Right. Right. But yeah, yeah. it's you're not it, that's not really the point. They're two very different things. Yeah. 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 And, and and with with holy books like the Bible, the Quran, and all that, they're subject to interpretation. Whereas, uh, you know, science yeah. is science. It is what, like yeah. you were saying, it's well, science that we is open in, to in interpretation. Science is also is yeah. open to interpretation it, too. I, I, well, it's open to more experimentation. Yeah, but I'm talking I mean. in terms of in terms of what is being said is either yes, no, or we don't know yet. Right. Right. As opposed to, well, it's sort of this, yeah, or yeah. it could be that, or yeah. now where I I would take his side in this argument is if he was arguing that atheism is a religion. I absolutely think one hundred percent atheism is every bit as grating as a lot of like <laughs> I I'm I'm as open to hearing you tell me there's no God as I am to you telling me there is a God in that I'm very little <laughs> right, very, right. very little, little interest I one have way very or the little other, huh? interest in hearing you tell me either I I have my own feelings yeah, on it right and right. I have seen I've seen and known more militant atheists than militant religious types mm. and i i don't mean militant but just like people you know it's who not get real right angry if you yeah. question them yeah. yeah see i i've uh i have a new you know not not a new theory but something i've been working on uh where i've moved past atheism uh i broke on through to the other side as jim Super morrison said atheism? no no get this hmm. dystheism <laughs> the idea that there is a god but he is only uh bad <laughs> he's there's that God is uh, uh, just just exists to ruin people's lives. Where does this theory come from? Right yeah. here, baby. Right here. <laughs> okay. I've been sitting around the campfire. Here's... I was talking to all twelve. You, th- you uh, threw the dust in the fire, and it I threw the black. dust in the fire, and it turned black. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a black glowing light. You mm-hmm. could see the, the, the a black glow. You yeah say. yeah. It was wow. like it was like cosmic bowling on a Friday night. And you could see like where I'd spilled things on my pants. It was amazing. And uh, uh yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm working with now. See, I initially I, but what I, if he's doing that? just to get a sense for your appreciation for life and wanting to live it that's what i mean i'm that's saying what I'm he a- bases the final decision on yeah is your ability to transcend an evil god is like to live life to the fullest so so you in die spite and- of the fact that god is evil so so and i'm d- i'm killing so, it right now so you die and but you in face that- god and god goes damn you beat me you beat you me. win yeah yeah it's like war game <laughs> would you like to play a game that's how it, that's how life is i initially thought you said disneyism no, and no. i thought oh walt disney's your god well no no there's like utopia and uh, then there's the dystopia uh-huh. so there's god there's theism uh the belief in god 
Distheism. Yeah, dis- anti. It's not. Dis-theism. It's not anti. Not, not Disney theism. Distheism. Yeah. No yeah. N. Okay. Or Disney theism too. Although that is a that is a real sickness. Uh, that well, that's worship D- of corporations. Disney people. They're real. They're yeah. out there. Oh, it's a religion out there. All right. Oh yeah. It's mm-hmm. like oh, we've gone to Disney World every summer for thirty four years. Like why? Um, <laughs> we went to Disney Shanghai. You went to fucking Shanghai, and you went to the Disney World. You're a fucking idiot. Rivers. We're <laughs> yeah. both pro wrestling fans. We have no room to judge anyone on anything. <laughs> That's true, but I, I wouldn't go to Shanghai to see WWE. I would go fucking eat good food and not... <laughs> I would, <laughs> you know I would I mean? watch OWE. Hey. Is that the Shanghai-based promotion? Uh, that is... Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, do you two do something wrestling related? No. Why, yes, we do, Adam Todd Brown. <laughs> Let's hear about it quick before we talk about the next topic. Mr. Langley and I are commentators on Wrestling Pro Wrestling out here in Southern California, but you can watch it on YouTube as well. Very nice. YouTube.com slash Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's how I that's how I segue into new topics now. Hell yeah. I just let people do their plugs. That gets everyone's attention. Yeah. Secret plugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh how about this next one? We have two left. Tweet at me if you like Disneyism, by the way. <laughs> at tweet, Rivers Langley. Tweet at me if you like Disneyism. God is evil and the point of life is to have a happy life despite the fact that God is evil. Tweet at me if you want me to continue with the podcast. Continue. <laughs> continue. <laughs> this uh this is an interesting one. We should ban lawns. Traditional American lawns are incredibly wasteful in that we waste tons of water and use gasoline-powered lawnmowers to maintain what is essentially a useless weed. People dump tons of pesticides and herbicides on their lawn, and that runs off into local waterways and seeps into our groundwater. I live on the shore of Lake Superior, and herbicides are causing algae blooms and killing native species in the lake here. Lawn should be replaced with native species, and herbicides and pesticides should be banned for lawns, which would reduce wasted resources, protect bee populations, and protect our water. We could all use people's, we could also use people's yards to grow food for families, communities, the homeless, etc. Bam! Kevin. I think, I think we need to get, uh, anti-lawn guy and, uh, anti-endangered species guy in a room and have them fight. <laughs> They could kill that rat. I'm I'm more on board with the, with this guy. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I may put in a small caveat to be like, especially out here in like Southern California and places where it is an affront towards the God that, that is evil and angry at us that we have lawns because we live in a desert climate. But I, I do think that if we do have some form of lawn or, you know, grassy area and stuff that, that should just be, Hey, let's, let's just make that the public park for everyone to enjoy and all that. And that's what it's for and everything else. Yeah. I'm spot on with Kevin here. Yeah. You, you caught me at an interesting point in my life. I've just recently, uh, I haven't had a long and forever anyway. And I know that <laughs> that doesn't matter in this argument, but yeah. I've, I've, the point is I've lived pretty, pretty fine without it. Yeah. Well, what I'm you saying know? is I, I've just recently gotten into gardening. I, Have I, you know? I, yeah. I, I went to the Home Depot. So there was a, there was a small house plant that I was looking to upgrade to a bigger pot and save, you know, so I was just going to get a little, you know, slightly larger pot. And then some, some potting soil. And then, uh, uh, $150 later, I'm the proud owner of an herb garden, Eric Barnes. Oh, and Adam boy. Yeah. And it's rewarding in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I fully anticipate now just being, uh, like an old, 
you know, an old land land dwelling hippie. That's it. It feels like a life that I could just very easily slip into at this what point. What type of herbs are you growing? Uh, right now, I just started up with uh, got some rosemary, some basil, and some spearmint. Hell yeah, I'm starting man. with mainly just uh, you know because I want to uh, start making pesto and uh, uh, like a, I had a really good rosemary uh, chicken uh, not that long ago Ooh. that was dope. And then uh, I always like to have a sprig of mint in my iced tea, and it's very difficult to find mint around here. So uh, yeah, so I started growing my own but it's giving me a different perspective on all of this which is to say that lawns are bullshit because what the fuck does grass do for you it's like plant a fucking garden no it's a, it's a status symbol <laughs> yeah. nothing more wrong oh i actually i i, I found this uh, this uh opinion really interesting so okay. i looked into it a little bit last night there was a the the purpose lawns serve especially uh, ironically enough, well-maintained lawns that yeah. people put money and time watering into is they trap carbon emissions. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And getting rid of lawns releases the carbon emissions that a properly maintained lawn right. would normally trap. It just releases mm. all of that into the environment. Yeah, so yeah. they do serve a practical purpose that benefits the environment. It's not true that yeah. they're just a stat. And well, that, that comes from an Ohio State University study. Oh, I'm glad you oh, cited yeah, your yeah, sources. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're treating this like religion right now. If you're not well, no, you can. And I don't know exactly like from the website. Go Lons Go. <laughs> it, it was reported on by a bunch of different sources. You won't be surprised to learn that a lot of them were lawn. I was about to say yeah. sources. Yeah, Mr. According course. to Dr. Miracle Grow. Yeah, yeah. uh, but <laughs> CNBC.com. Maintain lawn. Save planet. Why Lawnscaping Matters by David Montalvo. And it goes into a lot of detail about the Ohio State University study yeah. and links to it. Well, and they but, do make some pretty good arguments, yeah. especially in suburban areas yeah, yeah. where you would think that's like like a suburban area with a lot of lawns serves an environmental purpose. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, was, that all those lawns are trapping carbon. Yeah. Emissions. Well, that's why I had the caveat, you know, tear it up and plant a garden. Well, that'll yeah, trap even I more. I was about to say. <laughs> no, I don't think it would, though. I think I think, I think it's grass specifically. I think it's I think lawn uh, in particular. Uh, OK. All right. Well, because uh, I figured that CO2 is CO2 and, and also and all plants consume it. We, we talked about this on the last episode. An argument like that is a little elitist. Because you're saying, well, why doesn't everyone just have time to plant and maintain a garden? Yeah, no, that's fair. Most that's people fair. don't have time to not eat at McDonald's. That's Most fair. people don't have time to maintain a lawn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but maintaining a lawn is a lot easier than maintaining a garden. Depending on what you're growing. I know that. But <laughs> in general, and probably no, like, I'm growing weed, man. <laughs> I bet it's good for the environment. <laughs> yeah. You know what's yeah. not good for the environment? Those fucking reusable plastic envelopes that every delivery service uses now. Yeah. That, like yeah. that. Yeah. Tell, please tell me more about how straws are wrecking the environment. Right. The fucking right. weed industry is probably wrecking the environment. <laughs> yeah. Maybe make those out of grass. <laughs> make them out, ah, ah, out of hemp, man. Yeah. Ah, ah. Make them. Yeah. <laughs> Roll it up and smoke it, Maybe. bro. There's probably good money in that, actually. If you, if you imagine your weed guy handing it to you and just being like, you can smoke the bag. Yeah. And, you know, it's like one of those ice cream places where it's, it's like, you can, eat, you can eat the spoon, man. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you, can, the you bag. can eat the spoon and the bowl <laughs> while you smoke a bowl. Yeah. So yeah, the lawns thing, it does make sense. I think, and I think in some environments, like 
I could see L.A. make an argument. The lawn probably doesn't help. Yeah, plant some because, fucking because cactuses. Of water, yeah, because, of, because water. of the water required, yeah. the amount of yeah. carbon emissions we're already yeah, putting yeah. out just driving. Yeah. Like, there's no way the amount of lawns in L.A. are offsetting that. Yeah. So I think there's an argument for what he's saying more by climate. For like sure. If you're in a yeah. desert climate. Don't no, try and fucking have if, an immaculate no, lawn. If you're yeah. in Ohio or Iowa in metropolitan areas and suburban areas, then yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy there. It yeah. rains. Yeah, it snows. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, taking it's, care of your lawn there. You can hire a service that does it. It's cheaper than you expect. Meanwhile, we spe- we gallons upon gallons upon gallons of water for lawns that aren't maintained and end up dried and dead anyway. Yeah. Over right. and over again. That's the thing too. Apparently, a a non a, a lawn that's not taken care of is worse. Yeah, yeah. it's almost worse for the environment. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. When you say not taken care of, do you mean like dead, or do you mean like overgrown with like plants? Both, and, I'm sure. Know? Yeah. Well, there's minimum standards for taking care of a lawn yeah. that involve like mowing it regularly and uh, okay. when you water it, and uh, apparently for the greenhouse benefits to uh have any impact you have to actually take care of that lawn yeah yeah yeah. otherwise it's just a patch of dead grass Mm -hmm. but then you're probably not wasting any resources taking care of it so yeah yeah balances out too no one's throwing fertilizer on a dead lawn i've I've seen it done but those are by dumb people (laughs) wouldn't surprise me all right let's get to one last one this is i need to take a drink of water before i read this one it's long, but it's controversial. Hold on. <clears throat> Everyone has water. I, I didn't know. I didn't know I needed it. <laughs> what? You didn't know? You don't know you need water? No, not, not for pretty this basic. Con- not for this controversial. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the universal solvent, friend. I'm aware. I just don't, I didn't know that this, this, uh, particular email was going to need water. <laughs> All right. Here's the basic overview. And I don't have the video hooked up, so I can't show people this, but, uh, going to the movie sucks. This is a I normally wouldn't read this, but because it's very long, but it's uh, some interesting points. One, you have to leave the comfort of your own home to go to a building that is a 30 minute bus ride for the average theater or an hour to the theater that used to be really good. And now it's crap. This is all in parentheses. It had a fire-breathing dragon in the lobby that they didn't maintain. <laughs> Those motherfuckers! And they don't maintain the lawns, they don't maintain their dragons. And it stopped breathing fire and eventually got taken down, along with giant statues of Yoda and Batman in the lobby as well. This seems highly personal. Yeah. I included a link to show the fire-breathing dragon <laughs> I am talking about. And here's the thing. I don't have the link up, but... What city is this, or do you know? Here's the thing. Okay. There's a whole thing here <laughs> this is this more personal than person, the shoes thing this person is talking about the west edmonton mall which oh, is the largest mall in the world right? it is the largest mall it might be the largest in the world it's also one of the only malls with a heinous roller coaster fatality on its record oh what, oh, what happened uh, they had this roller coaster and it still operates, I believe. We did an episode of Pretty Scary about <laughs> amusement park disasters. Oh, hell yeah. And this roller coaster was making this weird noise. <laughs> and so they shut it down for a few hours and tested it to try and figure out why it was making this noise and couldn't figure out why, what was causing it. So they were like, fuck it, just reopen it, I guess. <laughs> oh. And they reopened it and about an hour later, 
It turned out it was this pin that was holding some of the cars together, oh, I that believe. Does, oh, that doesn't sound crucial at all. No. And it snapped, and one of the cars flew off, I think, with a mom and kid in it. Oh, oh shit. Like, I'm, I'm probably getting the specifics of the story not 100% accurate, but I know for a fact it was at the West Edmonton Mall, and I'm pretty sure that roller coaster is still there. But, so, but you know if, what the real tragedy is? Is that they don't have the fire-breathing <laughs> dragon yeah. anymore. So that's and what I'm saying. Batman, Batman Yoda. Yeah, you if assholes. The, if the dragon had to die so future moms and kids can live, <laughs> so you can maintain that roller coaster. Yeah, the better, dragon has real fire. It. It's like lighting <laughs> kids on fire and shit. Yeah, and my my fucking theater had cardboard cutouts of Jason Voorhees. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't have so. You're a little pampered, yeah, yeah, West Edmonton, but also... I get it. It's cold. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. Let's keep going. Not all theaters have reserved seating, so you have to get there 30 minutes early for good seats or show up two minutes before the movie starts and have bad seats. The food is overpriced and not that great, making sneaking in food necessary. Other people in the theater don't stay off their damn phones or talk too much or are just plain annoying. I'm paying to see a movie. I don't want to see 10 minutes of commercials for Coke and cars before the trailers. Also, a lot of reports in my city are saying some theaters now have bed bugs in the seats. So all the all the basic going to the movie sucks. Yeah, does he have argument. a bit about, you know, airplane food and shit? <laughs> Thank you and keep up the good podcast. At DB the Gnome on Twitter. All right. Listen, DB. Trying to sneak your Twitter handle in. Mm, That's listen. clever. Listen, well done. Yeah. Listen, DB the Gnome. Here's the one thing that I, I don't know if I'm with you on this or not, uh, because I'm not exactly sure what your opinion is here, but this is my unpopular opinion. There should be no food at the fucking movie theater besides Cokes, popcorn, nachos, candy. That's fucking it. Hot dogs. That, no? yeah, look, all right. Look, I'm giving a caveat to hot dogs simply because there is a hot dog in the old 50s. Let's go out to the lobby animation. All right. I was about <laughs> to say. I was about to say. Fine. Wait, were there yeah. nachos in that? 50s no, but thing? it's a thing. Nachos now. weren't even invented. Nachos yeah. weren't even invented then. But my point is. They called the Mexican chips back then. <laughs> yeah, it was very inappropriate. It was uh, incredibly inappropriate. <laughs> they were illegal at movie theaters <laughs> yeah. back then. Uh, but no, like. That, chips with cheese? That's un-American. My, the, my big pet peeve with the movies, because I love going to the movies I, I love it but sitting there when somebody at the goddamn amc orders like oh get the chicken fingers and the mozzarella sticks and like holding up the goddamn line and i'm like no no no, it should be scoop and go there's no cooking chicken fingers i will shoot you in the head like that's 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 but fine. they make you if you order that they make you stand off at the yeah. side with all the not other always elites not and a, not at the like, I'll, i'm calling you out century city I had to stand oh. behind a guy waiting for chicken and waffles for like five minutes and I missed five minutes of uh, the disaster artist. You oh, dicks. no. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're supposed to make you go stand. Well, that's, that's a problem for theater to theater. Like, a, yeah. like a lot of the stuff like you were we were pointing out is very specific to that particular theater. I'm sorry that it's 30 minutes from you, guy, but that's not always the case for everybody. Yeah, I have. Three. I live in a theater. I you have. Do? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I have three AMC theaters less than a mile from yeah. my apartment. Well, we're, yeah. we're also. Yeah, we're, where they do all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're right. We make sausage ourselves and we're at the sausage making factory. That's true. Uh, but the, uh, I, I love going to the movies. I can understand the rise of Netflix and all that type of stuff because you can get all the things that you want there. Uh, 
you know, the relaxation. You don't have other people that you have to answer to. You can eat your own food and yada, yada at home. The purpose of the movies nowadays is because it's going to be amazing watching Avengers Endgame in IMAX as no matter yeah. how cool your television is. Also, you can bring your own food. You just got to have yeah, a jacket can. with lots of pockets. Or a book bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have smuggled hamburgers into it's, movie theaters. It's the the <laughs> seeing it ones. seeing it on a big screen is the draw, and also yeah. seeing it first. I think my my main concern with movies has always been well, tickets are too expensive. Yeah, yeah. but now with AMC A list, that's yeah. like and, yeah. completely out the window. And other movie chains are going to do the same, right? And and you know, if you're really into just older films and that type of thing, they have a new life there. And you and comedies are so much better in the theater when you are laughing alongside a massive group of people as yeah. opposed to watching by yourself. That, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, scary movies and comedies are yeah. always better in because the it's theater. a group experience. Yeah, exactly. That way. And sometimes being in a slightly more raucous theater environment isn't always that bad like yeah. i don't think if the movie's stupid that it's fun yeah. like i saw me and vanessa and andy sell went to see nightmare on elm street three at the los feliz three mm-hmm. uh, it was a midnight screening Ooh, uh, that's awesome. last weekend and it was so much fun and yeah. people were like it's an older theater but that meant it was it's the kind of theater where the seats are way low and the, yeah. the the screen is way high. Yeah. So you have to look up and it just yeah. feels like this bigger experience. And it was a midnight screening on a Saturday. So people were drunk. People yeah. were yeah. talking. <laughs> but it was also Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I've yeah. seen it. I You've think seen it times. before. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the, the issue is, is that we have to look at movies as rock concerts as opposed to symphonies. Because at a rock concert, you can be loud. It's a group experience with a lot of people, a lot of different emotion. Yeah. Whereas with a sympathy, you're, a symphony, you're supposed to be a bit more reserved and let the art speak to you. And uh, that's not always serviceable nowadays to the average theater goer. Yeah. Or movie theater goer, I should say. So, I don't know. Watch your Oscar shit and, at home. Right. And watch the loud Big Bang Boom stuff in the theater. Yeah. I have... This will be an unpopular opinion, but I have in recent months kind of let go of being mad about people texting in theaters. Right. Because your argument here is, well, watching at home is so much better. When you're watching at home, unless you're by yourself, if you're with friends or a room full of people yeah, or yeah. even just one other person. Everyone's on their phone. Everyone's on their phone. They're on their phone. They're going to want to talk. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's really sometimes uncomfortable to sit in a room with friends in silence and watch a movie. Yeah. Like yeah. I sometimes get in my own head, like, am I being weird? Should yeah. I be talking exactly. right now? Yeah. But I don't want to talk. I'm watching a fucking movie. Yeah. And I, I think you get fewer distractions at a movie theater, even if the occasional person texts or even answers a call. I, I went and saw the fucking intruder not too long ago. <laughs> Way I don't more even know pe- what that is. A Dennis Quaid movie. Oh, of course. Oh. Way more people for a Tuesday afternoon when it was almost out of theaters than I expected. And the dude sitting two seats down from me walks in on his phone and sits down and goes, all right, I'm in the movie. I have to go. And I was like, that phone's ringing at some point during this movie. Yeah. And sure enough, it did. But I like I didn't want to fight over it. No. Yeah. Like people get so angry over it sometimes. Yeah. And I was just like, I you think, look like an asshole. Honestly, dude. You should turn your I, phone off. I think uh, uh, there should be like three back rows for like texting people that like to text <laughs> in the movies. 
because it's not interfering yeah. with anything like that. And, you know, they hand out 3D glasses. Why not headphones like they do in fucking airplanes? It's like noise-canceling stuff. If you really want to pay attention and are bothered by people conversing and all that, they could just isolate their own experience that way. Those Might are as well. Those are both great ideas. Yeah, headphones are a really good idea, and a texting section like yeah. maybe the back corners where yeah, it wouldn't yeah. bother anyone. Well, you know, because I can understand being distracted by the giant shine in the face if I'm watching like a scary movie and the ambience is dark and all that, and all of a sudden it's like I don't need to. Oh, fucking text bubbles! What the hell? Yeah, yeah. I can understand being upset with that. Now, getting so upset that it's like fuck all movie theaters forever. Come on, man. And I'll tell you a problem, a thing that does bother me that movie theaters could very easily fix is when someone comes in late and they use their goddamn flashlight on their phone oh, to, oh, see to the find ass. their yeah, seat yeah. and the movie has already started. Yeah. Well, that happens because movies don't have ushers anymore. That's right, the problem. Right. If yeah. they just station a kid at the fucking door. Yeah. For the first 15 minutes of the movie, who knows where every seat is. The real movie, not the trailer part. Right. Then you eliminate that problem altogether and make it mandatory that they show you where your seat is. Because then, like, if they got a flashlight, it's fine. They work there. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to get shot over it. Yeah. And on top of that, that flashlight is has enough wattage to just see, not deer in headlights <laughs> blindness yeah and so at the end of the day it's not just, cop, this is not cop trying to be like where are you you know where are you from type right yeah no, at, the, no. at the end of the day as always this is like this is a question of labor you know yeah just need what need to hire more laborers cut down on the cut down on that that profit line amc yeah Get some fucking ushers yeah so we can show these dum-dums where their seats are Unless I don't it, know where F five is. Unless it just, unless it means I have to pay like another dollar or two a month for. Oh the no, because that would just will. be monstrous. It yeah, will. then I'll burn AMC to the ground. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They ain't taking a they ain't taking a bonus uh, uh, cut. It's yeah. gonna cost you money. Uh, so that's all of our opinions. This was fun. This yeah. was great. Yeah, I like you for having me on, man. An all listener episode. It's such low pressure for me. And I got to get my new religion out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Everyone. Are you going to start uh, f- uh, asking for Patreon donations? Yeah, you should start a Patreon for your religion. For just, for just theism? It's, yeah. ta- it's, it's tax deductible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I could, yeah. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do anything, though. It's not like you have to proselytize. You just have to accept that. Well, then is it a religion? No, save that for no. the information on the pamphlet you're going to have oh, people okay. pay for. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to profit off it if, you know, you're giving away this, this brilliant way of life for free? Hey, I don't need much. I'm a man who got excited about herbs. Okay? <laughs> I don't need to profit you, that much. You plop down the $100 in order to get those herbs. To get though. some herbs going. Yeah, if, get, you, if I get more seed packs, hey, donate to my seed Patreon. Get me some, uh, get me some marigolds. I'm going to plant some beefsteak tomatoes. Uh, you, you know, should gonna, start a seed pack. A political action commitment. Oh, there it is. There you are. are. (laughs) Ended on a pun. What do we have to plug? July 6th, we have a backyard show at Chet Wilds. Come out for that. There should be lots of details on the tweets and ticket links and things. So uh, come see us. It's going to be a damn fun lineup. And by now, uh, I should have a new podcast up called The 90s Sucked. (laughs) The first season, well, not the first season, the first month of episodes is a deep dive into the first war in Iraq, mm. which uh, was low-key just as much of a war crime as the second one. Uh, so, fun way to kick things off. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, month two, we're talking about baseball. Uh, All right. So, <laughs> so, 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 check that out on the uh, 
the Apple podcasts and all the fucking places. I'm so pissed they got rid of. They're going to get rid of iTunes. It's so, I know, it's Apple podcast is so much harder to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. And uh, over on the Patreon, I have a new podcast with Caitlin Cut called Doc Jams, which is a podcast about documentaries. Ooh, oh, hell yeah. And uh, there will be free episodes of that soon, but you can hear them all now on the Patreon. And uh, that's all for me. Eric, what do you got to plug? Uh, please follow me on Twitter at Eric W. Barnes. Uh, if you like comedy, revelry, and uh, occasional pro wrestling punditry, uh, please listen to the Raging Joy podcast, which you can also find on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts. I hope to have Mr. Adam Todd Brown as a guest at some point. I want to talk about the hidden ball trick. We're going to talk about the hidden ball trick. And please listen to past episodes with a bunch of different Unpops guests, including Mr. Rivers Langley. Yeah. Here. And uh, uh, Rivers, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll plug it again. Uh, watch uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Or if you live in Los Angeles, June 28th, we're going to be at the Burbank Moose Lodge. Yes, right. Yeah. See a bunch of wacky, crazy puppety muppety i characters. think you, you, you said it best you were like if it, this is uh this is if uh hr puff and stuff or the muppet show was a wrestling show yeah that's <laughs> an extra pretty much it yeah show. yeah if it's yeah if if a tv 14 muppet wrestling show yeah it's not even that x-rated it's funny no. we, we've sort of skewed more family friendly with the exception of our uh, uh our bill rubber Crosby ba- pair of well that and rubber baby and leather daddy yeah that's true yeah there's uh, <laughs> if you want to okay. know what the f- okay this well, is a very long plug what yeah, we're saying yeah, is yeah. bring your kids yeah bring bring your older children uh <laughs> to wrestling pro wrestling rivers what do you have to plug that isn't wrestling pro wrestling uh, twitter and instagram <laughs> uh you can find me at rivers langley and you can check out my podcast it's called the goods from the woods it comes out every tuesday on Apple Podcasts. Boom. No longer iTunes. All right. Let's get out of here. Rivers, say goodbye. Goodbye. Eric, say goodbye. Later, folks. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. (laughs) 